It's Coffee Club Time! Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Spreaker, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oney, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646 646- 876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning and welcome to the Coffee Club Show for November the 9th, 2022. If you're celebrating a birthday today, happy birthday or anniversary or whatever the case may be. We're all here. The panel's here. And I'll start out with mine real quick. It's been real, a pretty uneventful week as far as... Uh, things that go on around here, except in sports here in Indianapolis, we've been a little upside down for the past two or three days with Colts football and coaching and all that good stuff. But anyway, we're here. Had a little trouble with the bank. I found out that if I want to go to the bank at Chase and work on our alumni account. You have to have an appointment with a business officer. You have to go online. They won't talk to you on the phone. You have to go online and fill out a form. And the first thing you find out is the form's inaccessible. There's there's no way to complete it. So I had to call Ira, and Ira helped me finish it, and we got the appointment scheduled. 
And then to come to find out, one of the tax forms wasn't as up-to-date as it, the tax forms were, but one of the state forms. So I was working on that to get that corrected, and I picked up the wrong piece of paper to, to take with me, and the guy really wouldn't help us. Uh, so this will be our third trip to the bank. So I said, well, while I'm here, can you help me? I've already signed this paper. Can you help me put the date on it? No, we can't write or do anything, so we can't help you. So he wasn't requiring a signature, but anyway, the guy was pretty much down the book, so we have to come back. But everything will be done, hopefully. This is just to add a new member to an account. So that... um, is is all done. This is when I could use as Chris's service to keep going back and forth to banks, their transportation service they've got there in Blair County. But other than that, no complaints. It's all good. And want to thank Mike for streaming on Legend Talk that we're just getting started. Really good here on the Legend for streaming the NFB convention from Alaska. That was a different perspective to listen to. It was kind of nice. They're a smaller group, but they weren't having all that election drama and all that other nonsense going on. It was pretty interesting to listen to. So thank you, Mike, for streaming that. And now I'll send it over to Jennifer in the downstairs. Well, good morning. It's Things are slowing down a little bit here. I spent the last few days playing detective we did for the alumni association because we did all those letters and the ones we got back i went to try to find all the correct addresses as close as i could and now i've accomplished that and i still have other projects that i'm working on and getting prepared to go get our shots tomorrow and oh i did that on the web too and their cvs is very accessible so that can be done. I did it from beginning to end without any help from Myra. So it was very accessible. And so that was a good thing. What else you've been doing, Jennifer? I got a lot more work to do on the database. Oh, I think that'll never end. And I'm still I I redid the lesson. I still have four more than five more of them to do and I don't know if I'll ever get done, but of my transcribing, and then what else are we doing? Are you still doing the utility bills? I still do that, and now I do um, cal- activity calendars and the lunch menu for a, for a group in Michigan, and I find new projects. Yeah, we're all keeping busy, and I will say I'm like I got the laptop that I can open the two spreadsheets and put all our graduates and honorary members and whatever. So That's one thing people don't realize how much memory you need on a computer to do something. Yeah, you can hardly go less than 16 these days, unfortunately. Unless you're just wanting one program or two at the most. You know, but we're getting it done and we're working 
real hard at it. I've been listening to people in the past that says what they didn't like about the directory and what they liked and what they want is very clear, very clear, concise. Did this person graduate? What was their class? Blah, 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 blah. Instead of just saying they left in a certain year, just give a year and not tell what exactly happened. And then, of course, finding those addresses and and getting all of that in there and grouping them all into classes and doing that stuff. It's a pretty big project. I think we're going to end up with over a thousand names, and we started out with three hundred. So we're going to have a lot of work. But it's what I signed on for. Anything else going on, Jennifer? Well, I don't think so. I'm sure I'm missing something. Like you, I've been listening to all the sports stuff and um, geared up for college basketball. I yeah, they have a pretty good team. That may be the only thing that wins in Indiana. Oh, and we had our coffee beans this morning. We were back to fresh ground beans. Yeah, got the grinder going and the coffee beans flying. So that's kind of what we did this morning. So, all right, let's turn it over to Michael Loff in Owensville, Indiana. Yes, good morning, everyone. Like Bill said, uh, we streamed the Alaska Convention. And this is really what I hope that states and even national and NFB side will do is, is come up with a system for good hybrid conventions because there's a lot of benefits to it. Uh, you know, many organizations are afraid if they do hybrid that people will just stay at home and not pay. And I didn't see that. I see maybe at most one out of eight people will say, well, if I don't have to pay, I'll just stay home and not attend. But if you look at the fact that some people just can't, they just travel limitations, cost, what have you, uh, that most people would prefer to be there in person. But the benefit of a hybrid is not even so much, you know, you're allowing those who can't afford to attend to take part, but the presenters that you can have by having Zoom and having the whole country or even the world, the globe, to have great, interesting presenters who obviously they're not going to pay to travel there and you may not have the money to pay to airfare and hotel accommodations so you can bring in really interesting people and have a more exciting compelling convention and so we did alaska and that was that was very cool about 10 people present through zoom and uh it, it's a site so you need at least two techie people and you need at least two sound cards because you got to feed zoom into the pa and the pa back into zoom um but we actually had a screen and projectors so people could see the presenters and so I just thought that was pretty neat. I'd like to see. I think I'm going to write an article for Braille Monitor and, and uh, just give some ideas on how that might work and how people, states might make that happen because it's, I don't know, I just thought it was really cool and we were able to overcome some of the technical limitations that Zoom has, like kind of reverse engineer the sound so people could still hear the background and hear people applause because if you ever hear applause in Zoom, it cuts them off. It sounds like they just clap two, three times and they just stop. But also I saw the ACB put out a thing that they have their audio and their video of the conventions that they claim are, are clear. They were done in person and they don't have the issues that, that people heard on the stream. So people can go back and pick up those events in the summertime that they didn't hear. Or you can even pay $45 and get a cartridge. Get a cartridge, yeah. So I don't know. I just love doing that audio stuff. And, of course, even you know integrating video. Well, some people do video. But that's kind of been the fun, just doing websites. We're updating all our processes and learning new things. and. So, yeah, that's it's been my world. I like Jennifer. Hopefully it's going to calm down now. We get those conventions out of the way. Get back to doing the 
regular stuff that we do. But that's that's about the front of it here. We did have an interesting yesterday uh, webinar about over-the-counter hearing aids. And oh yeah, I thought it was very interesting. The stuff that they covered. it was specifically. The webinar was actually titled, it was about the regulations, but really what I wanted to know and he talked a bit about was the different types of devices and these T-coils and all this terminology that I don't understand and the differences between the over-the-counter ones. In some cases, they are very, very similar, so the hope is to save some money, And but if people don't need to see an audiologist, that's great, but... You know, I almost wonder, you you may want to see, they actually have another type of uh, hearing professional specialist uh, that doesn't have all the training an audiologist does, but as I'm told, sometimes it actually be more effective because they're really focused on just hearing and making sure that the device does what you need it to do. And we, there's no one size fits all because it depends on what you want to accomplish, whether you just need better hearing or you want distance hearing say if you go in the woods or you're outside and you want to hear the neighbors or maybe hear your dog rustling through the leaves a distance away so it really depends on what you need that hearing device to do but it was very interesting and i sent that to bill he could put that out on the list i guess if he wants but uh it takes about know, an hour it's about, yeah, it's an about hour. 50 minutes and the, the guy wanted hour, to go kinda... yeah he wanted to go on and on and on he would have kept on going but it was very interesting. Well, he provided his email address. I want to send him a question because I want to know about insurance companies. And I learned with your Freestyle Libre that the way Medicare and a lot of these companies work is they want the technology to be up for at least a year before they'll pay for it because they want to make sure it's going to stay around. It's not a fly-by-night company. Right. Um, so we'll see. But that's the quick of what's going on here. Very good. And we want to promote and we want your input. What do you want Legend Talk to be? Mike and I have our ideas. We're going to be doing streaming conventions and other specialty programs. Do you want it to be some old time radio? Anything with the spoken word is is what Legend Talk is about. And you'll be able to get it from right now until we get something worked out with TuneIn and uh, Lady A, um, it'll or Lady G, it'll be on Legend the Legend Oldies page. You just click on Legend Talk. So we're working on that. So, and it has a dedicated website too, LegendTalkRadio.com. So when when we get up and going and have more content, unique content, and maybe some podcasts and Bill said old time radio, it'll probably oh, be. Yeah. Podcasts, old-time radio, specialty events, things like that is what Legend Talk will be. Um, we're, we're we just get Tim to stream Minnesota. And well, that was last weekend. Oh. oh. It's a little late this past for that. One the before. Uh, this past one. Oh, same time I was. Okay. Dear yeah. Alaska. But, you know, it was nice to listen to a convention where there was no real rankling about politics and each other. And it just seemed to be pretty interesting. Do you do archives? Tim, do you, do you record make archives? Yeah, we do. Um, I'm a little yeah. worried because... They did the recordings on Zoom, and I assume that when you record on Zoom, it does the same thing to applause as it does on when you're on the actual Zoom. Well, that's true, but I mean, the main thing is to ke capture the voices and uh, yeah, and, and, and they're M4As in a weird format, 32K, but they will open in most editors. You just gotta save it to Wave if you can do any editing or save it. Yeah, to MP3. I just I just convert them with Switch. <laughs> 
Yeah, I used Total three. Recorder to convert those. Those that work quite well too. So, yeah, but they, um, I, um, and they actually sound pretty darn nice. Oh, they do. They 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 don't sound bad at all. And you know, it's just information that's out there, and if people want to listen to it, that's great. One other thing I found, we talked about those hearing aids. I found out this week from the pharmacist, and I could have got it, but I have a couple more left on my Libre 2, and that is the Libre 3, the very small, they had them available at CVS. She says she has three or four customers who have them, or at least at that particular CVS, but I presume if you can get them at one, you can usually get them at all. So they work with the same software because some the same app because some were concerned about accessibility of using the threes, but well, I don't know. I I haven't used the three app yet, um, so I can't I can't speak to that yet. Usually, the first two have been accessible. You know, the first two have been been very much accessible. So I can't speak to the three. But I can speak to in the past they've they've been accessible. They seem to follow a guideline, which leads me to believe that it probably would be. I always remember when my mom got hearing aids. Well, she had analog ones that she wore, <clears throat> and her doctor said, "Oh, you've got them." She paid seven thousand for them, and she hated them. Yeah, some people do. Uh, yeah, that's. I talked to a, a gentleman in Kentucky who kind of did a, a hearing aid program, and they would get refurbished ones to help people who had less money to work with. But he said the problem is right getting people to use them because they're not used to having all that audio, and some people just can never adjust to it. And you're not supposed to just start with them 24-7. I figure it's kind of like this sleep machine, right? You have to kind of build into it and use it a little bit and a little bit more as days go on, because if you just try to say, well, I'm going to use this every waking minute, it'll drive you insane. Your mind is not used to that, and it may not be properly configured the way that you want or need it, and yeah. then your hearing adjusts over time to that device. So, And I will I, tell you, most audiologists, for whatever reason, are very controlling. They either want to hold some back or they want to control it the way they think you wanted at the time of the examination. And I don't know why that is. Maybe so Jenny, people don't know what they're doing, but see, I, that's that's I, one of my things. I want to have control of that device. I'll, I'll, I'll start with some default settings if they have an idea how what might work best. But at the end of the day, I want to be able to control it and adjust it. You know, I'm an audio specialist. Part of, it, part of it is because they're used to dealing with sighted people, and a lot of sighted people want a lot of compression so they don't hear a lot of the background and everything that we want to hear. And it's, I mean, it's learning the difference between uh, programming them for a blind person and programming them for a sighted person. Because I told my audiologist, I said, I want to hear everything I'm supposed to hear. If it's something loud sitting there, I want it to be loud sitting there. And she's pretty much done that for me. Now, is there a difference between the hearing aids you buy in the store and the, and the ones that you get from, from uh, prescription? Now, the reason I'm asking this is because I was talking to my sister, and she says, 
uh, the hearing aids that you buy in the store that you can get from over the counter aren't as good as the ones that you would buy if you were if you were you know getting them prescribed to you and fitted by an audiologist in there. I know they're more expensive, so. Uh, I, my brother-in-law has hearing aids, but I said, well, why didn't you buy the, your brother-in-law ones over the counter? She says they're not as good. They, I, I don't know because I don't have any hearing aids. Well, that's why I, you have to listen to the presentation yesterday. It's yeah. not a simple answer, unfortunately. I no, mean, there's not a simple well, answer. Uh, yeah, he made the point that generally those are better, but he said some of them are overpriced. And You're not going to get the same brands over the counter that you get if you... Well, the only thing I I got myself in trouble because I said to my brother-in-law, I said, well, you know, if you don't want to hear what Sharon is saying to you, just take them out, but don't tell her. <laughs> well, I uh, I had tests done by an audiologist because I think I have, well, I, I know I have a little bit of tinnitus, but they, uh, she kept asking me, can you hear this? And she would do the, oh, it had a different tones of 2, 4, 8, and 10 kilohertz um, on, in each ear, and I never could hear any of them in my right ear, and I said, that's impossible. My right ear is just as good as my left ear, and everything is balanced, and uh, so when I got home, I ran a test using uh, audacity you know they have a signal generator there and I had no problem so I there was something wrong with her little headphone thing it wasn't well, generating when, when you heard the tones were they pulsing tones like I remember when I got took a hearing test the, the tone would go beep 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 you know like the, instead of just one solid tone the, the, I, I don't know these were solid tones <laughs> but but you were supposed to raise your hand when you heard it and she did it at several different levels. Yeah, yeah, I had that. And um, but what I found more interesting was the one where they they have you repeat the words, the commonly yeah. misheard words when you have upper frequency hearing loss. Yeah, so they you, they did that right that rhymes with it, but it's not the correct word. That's what I have now. I noticed that. But the interesting thing they said about these over-the-counter ones is it's called perceived loss. So it's what you believe that you're hearing is not what it used to be. So that's a room for a lot of interpretation, right? Because we may underestimate the level of hearing loss that we have because we're, we're focused on what we can hear and not really realizing what, what we may be missing. And Mike, I will tell you, I got to apologize to you because I never believed you, but I will tell you that I've cut back on the coffee and it does improve the tinnitus. Yes, it, it does. does. It, yeah. Hmm. I appreciate that bit of information. I'm, I'm, I'm I need to that, cut that, back on my coffee. Well, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give up coffee, Tim, but I mean it. No, it, I know, but. <laughs> I, I can't tell much difference. I went down to one coffee, one cup a day usually, and I used to drink two to three. And I think I the real full benefit is to go cold turkey if you can do it, and you, it will improve. Yeah. But even I can't do that. I mean, I just I need that caffeine and energy to, you know, when I'm sitting there working. And right. Yeah, I was drinking five cups a day. I cut myself down to two. And it depends on why you get tendonitis. Because if you have it because you have, because some people have it because there's a hearing loss, and it depends on why you have it. So the other thing that a lot of audiologists don't understand is the part of hearing that we use for travel, where sound bounces off of things that you pass. It's really hard to get somebody 
to understand that. That is true. That's a hundred percent true. They don't they don't take that into account, and you don't see many audiologists getting up and taking a walk with you, going outside and walking with you around buildings. But that's my concern: is can a hearing aid? Because that was my thought: is that you would lose your ability to judge distance, you to hear that car coming or not. But that's like, not true. But you, you can tell. Yeah, that it's. But, you can tell before you would still be able to tell. I have used some um, binaural headphones, and you can actually tell front to back. And you know what I mean? So, like, if a car goes by on your left, or you know what I mean, you can hear which way it's going. Can you do that with some hearing aids or not? Yes. I have the, well, I have the Bose um, hearing aids, which now is... uh, Lexi. Lexi. Yeah. Uh, any, anyway, um, and it does have front and rear. So if somebody walks behind you, you get, you know, you can. If if you have that turned on, you have the option with Bose and probably Lexi too to turn those back ones off if you you can need to. Can. Like if you're in a restaurant, maybe you don't want to hear all the stuff behind you. You want to hear the stuff at your table. In my opinion, where Bose missed out was when they made those. <laughs> And this this is what the audiologist told me is they missed out on the a the rechargeable hearing aids are quite popular now to where, you know, you don't have to keep switching out the batteries every three or four days because that can be it's not hard. But, you know, you just got to always have extra batteries with you. Yeah, I do think that was that that would have been nice to have the. Well, yeah. I think Lexi, they do have. Yeah, yeah, you they, know, yeah, they do. The the rechargeable batteries, but then, you know, it it gets me. People say, "Well, I can't afford it." Hear any? But they'll go out and buy a piece of furniture or things and spend thousands of dollars on that, but they won't do the extra for their hearing if it helps them. I mean, I don't know. So that's just my opinion and Jeff we better get to you well what can I say I think I've said it all the way uh, I, I, I did almost get in trouble with my sister because Elliot has new hearing aids and I said remember Elliot um, make sure that you take them out when you don't want to hear her talking to you and thank God he was on the phone and, and, and not on speakerphone and he started to laugh he says yeah I, I haven't told her that's what I'm going to do but I'm, I'm going to try I'm going to do it and we both laughed so uh, but everything is good here in Albany New York and what can I say I don't like this winter weather, but I know most of the people I know don't like winter weather. But it's here, and we will just have to deal with it as the days go by. Yes, we do. We have to deal with it until I can get out of here. And let's see. Chris and Dave, it's your shot. Well, I got a little anxious for Thanksgiving. Couldn't wait any longer. So I made cornbread dressing Friday and roasted a chicken and it was really good and i made enough dressing to put in the freezer because that freezes where stuffing won't but the cornbread dressing will freeze well so all i have to do is thaw it and bake it i also made the sweet potatoes for thanksgiving and they're in the freezer so we're on our way and And the other thing i wanted to say about zoom is that it 
not only applause, but if you have a demo it, and you say, um, okay, you're, you should hear a click or a beep, it'll cut that out too. Yes, it and will. So that's not good. No, it will do that. So you're getting ready for Thanksgiving Day. Does that affect National Patty or National uh, Donna Day? Thanks. No, actually it doesn't. Uh, Donna will be here next Thursday. The following Thursday will be Thanksgiving, and the next Thursday she'll be back. Now, so are you going to have a big crowd over at the house this time for Thanksgiving? We don't honestly know. It looks like it's going to be about like last year. It looks like it's going to be maybe 12. Well, that's a big crowd. So. Yeah. We have one group of people that say they're going to come but not for lunch because they have two other places they have to go. And I understand that, you know. Are it you happens. guys concerned about vaccine being you know, this year or we, not so much? Not so much now that we're all boosted. We've we've had all of our boosters. We just had one about, oh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. For us... I'm not really concerned, and I have decided that other people are just going to have to worry about themselves. And if they get sick because they didn't, I mean, you can still get sick, but if they get really sick because they didn't do what they should have done, well, if they got it when they came here, I'm really sorry, but they should have taken care of that. That's kind of the way I feel about it. Well, as long as you can prevent it from yourself and Dave. Right, and we've done all we can do for that, and, and if we get it, I don't believe we'll get terribly sick. i got to echo the sentiments of Bill Sparks, though. Um, I went to the CVS website to schedule my appointment, and you, I, I, they were not known for being accessible about a year or two ago. I will tell you that they have taken a 360-degree turn because that website was just so usable. There was just nothing that you couldn't do. It was it no, was perfect. it was very accessible. And I sent Jenny and I up. And if any mistakes were made, it was me, not them. So that was a good thing. They had it right down to a science. When I got to CVS, they they had a thing, a link that you could that detect that would send them a text message, letting me know, letting them know that I was coming into the store, which is exactly what I did. And I knew the CVS because I had lived in the neighborhood. I walked over to the pharmacy. And and the guy said, oh, "What are you here for?" And he says, "I'm here for the COVID uh, vaccine and the flu vaccine." And he goes, "Is your name Jeff Bennett?" I said, "Yes." He says, "I got your text message. I'll be with you in two minutes, and and right two minutes away." And I was it was all done. So yeah, that that's a good thing. But they were very 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 accessible, and like I said, if there was any mistakes made on the form, it was me, not counting the check boxes or doing what I was supposed to do. But it worked. And it worked quite nicely. And the store also told me, this particular store told me, if you are at home and you don't feel like coming in, give us a call. And since you've got your card on file, we can set up the ship for you to get it delivered to your house that day. So you don't need to worry about it. We'll help you do that. I said, boy, that's unusual. That's not in all CBSs, but there they said, we'll help you do that. So that's a nice thing, you know, when you're not getting getting your stuff. And I went there, and I kept running out of my heart medication. I couldn't figure out why. So we, I went there to get to the bottom of it, and they said, well, the doctor's office has you taken 
the wrong dosage of the medicine is why you're running out. And she kept saying, well, I'm not sure we believe that because this is not on record. So I knew what my cardiologist had told me to do. So I went on the, um, what's that one website where they have all the medical, my chart website and pulled it off in writing and then sent a feedback, sent a note to that doctor's office explaining what had happened. And they called me and they sent it to the drugstore and now I'm going to get my heart medicine back instead of having to wait a month because um, I knew. And that's why you've got to be an advocate for yourself. All right, Tim, it's your crack. I was just going to say, you don't want to mess around with heart medicine. No, you don't. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, things are going well here, except it's, uh, well, actually, today we're supposed to get up to around 63, and tomorrow um, the same. Um, but then Friday, a high of 28. <laughs> so, so winter is on its way. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it too much, but um, and got a countdown from 1958 coming up tomorrow for everyone that listens to that, uh, which is a lot of people lately. And <laughs> wait, Tim, we put that nice. on there this morning. I think we, I think we got the right promo in there. Yep, it was. I heard it. And uh, what else? I can't remember. Um, there was something else I was going to mention uh, about. Anyway, and I got a show coming up at 11 o'clock, of course. You All do? kinds of, yeah, as usual. Did I tell you the legend's taking the day off today? Oh, okay. Well, okay. then. No. <laughs> no. I've had a couple of those days off forced by uh, my cable company, but. <laughs> oh, that you finally yeah. solved your problems, Tim, or are you still having problems with them? No, I think it's solved. Let's put it this way. It hasn't gotten bad. I was down to where I was getting uh, <laughs> one meg of download speed, or upload speed, I'm sorry, from uh, for when I did a speed test. <laughs> That's not good. No, i got to get mine fixed, too, Tim. It's been... Where I get a hundred down and maybe twenty up, and I'm paying for a, a gigabyte down and forty up. Now in Florida, it goes both ways: a gig up and a gig down. But here, we're paying way too much money and getting not getting what I'm supposed to. So they won't come out to your house. I don't think uh, Comcast won't. So I guess I'm going to have to go to them. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do a lot, and uh, I don't know if that came over the microphone, but our kitty is <laughs> saying a few things here. I always I get requests from people that they want to hear the cat, and uh, there she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's the opposite, Bill. Like, Spectrum will come out, and they came out here like three times, but... I don't think they really solved the underlying problem. Right. They won't come out 
they won't come here, Comcast won't, so I got to go there, take the box, which is not a problem, except for waiting and checking in and doing all the nonsense you got to do. And saying, yeah. Uh, well, Comcast, they do have that deal you can pay. I don't remember how much it is a month for them to be able to, to check your wiring if you have a problem and all that kind of stuff. But I, uh, one of the one of the Comcast reps told me that don't don't bother doing that. It's not worth it. <laughs> well, I know we got to get a new new box and new phone system and and all that good kind of stuff. So. So I guess we've gone through the panel now. Uh, we open it up. We notice Chris is, has a day off. Chris is in here. Um, and we'll get to everybody's calls. Just make your comments to the point, please, because we got a lot of them. We've got a demo to do and and more stuff. So. And if you're not going to use headsets, when you come in here, try to hold the noise back because these are going out as podcasts and we try to make them as clean as possible. Not that you have to use headsets, but try to cut back on all the background noise if you can. Saying that, they'll make all they can. All right. Let's go, Jeff. Okay, Charles, can you unmute yourself, please? Well, how is everybody? Um, I'll be brief. Um, I was kind of wondering, what ha- um, if you don't mind, uh, what happened to Pam Stevens uh, Friday? Well, I think you'll have to ask Pam that question. Uh, okay. I, mean, I hope she wasn't sick or nothing. Well, I don't think she was feeling well. So I, oh, okay. I leave that's what that, her email said. Right. Yeah. I leave yeah. that up to the broadcaster to share that. Um, you know, those details if they want to. But we don't know, to be totally honest with you. Said she just wasn't feeling well Friday and Saturday. So, oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope she's feeling better. Yeah. Um, also, um, the blind show is still doing their thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I appreciate you guys uh, supporting the blind show, too. Um, I really do. I can't say it enough. So, uh, I just wanted, you know, to tell you that I was, I'm able to get some TV channels on there, which is kind of interesting. Some of that stuff works and some don't, but, uh, you know, the blind shells are godsend, in my opinion. So anyway, that's just... Feely probably, yeah, and I like the blind shell, and I would highly, highly recommend it to most people. I noticed when Jonathan did his demo the other day, and this is something they may correct, they were having a lot of trouble with the Audible books. They weren't doing yeah, that's as, what I understand. Yeah. as well as what you might expect. Right, but they're trying. I mean, it's a lot of oh, work, yeah. and... I wish the camera was was as good as what the iPhone is. They're gonna if they want the, the blind shell camera to be as good as what the iPhone. Because yesterday I was with one of my friends who has the iPhone, and they were showing me all the things the camera can do and all that kind of happy jazz. But they're gonna have to redesign the phone, I think, to a degree. And I don't know if that can really be done, but that'll have to be in another model. My well, what the heck? It's it's good for what it is and. 
and I try to help people on the group. There's a lot of people I use that I didn't I didn't really realize that. But no, no, it's here to stay. I think the only downsides to the blind show, and I don't even think it's a downside, is uh, with it being limited to one carrier here in the U.S. Yep, it makes That's it a little harder because. T-Mobile doesn't cover every area. No, it doesn't. I know. I know somebody who won and won because it didn't cover their area. That was it. Right. So that that would be the only knock. I would think a new model might have to have a little bit more memory on it or processing power. But other than that, I think they've done a beautiful, beautiful job on what on what they do. Oh, I did, and I agree. And again, thank you guys for being so supportive, so supportive of it. Hey, I'm you know, supportive. I, I, Whatever <laughs> makes it work for people to be able to do what they want to do. Yep, that's true. Okay, well, I just want to check in and hope everybody's doing okay. So. All right, well, thank you, Charles. Okay, up next is Chris, and I know you're unmuted, so go ahead, Mr. Devin. Hello, how are you guys? You ask um, this guy one question, you get 15 minutes. So that's go ahead, Chris. correct. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> no, I know you got a demo to, to go. Got the laundry going, getting ready to go to Pittsburgh, down to see Linda, and of course my friend and ex-wife, and then we're going to have a party on Saturday. We have a lot of November birthdays coming up. Um, my my grand my great-granddaughter, is her birthday is the 11th, and then uh, our grandson is the 16th. And then our daughter is the 27th, and mine's the 30th. So we're going to have a big uh, party at my daughter Amy's house on on Saturday, and that'll be fun. And uh, then, uh, let's see, we'll just hang out and see friends and all that, planning. I know we're going to see some friends on Monday, and and, um, Kathy's not going down. She went down to Maryland to visit her friend Sandy, so she's not going to make it down uh, to Pittsburgh this time. But it took me a while. The reason I didn't go in the summer was I had a heck of a time getting my real ID uh, because the registry of motor vehicles who handles that is not very accessible in any way. It's a long story that uh, would take too long to tell, but finally got it. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm able, I'm able to move about the country as they say, although I'm not going on Southwest, I'm going on JetBlue, but I may be around on Thursday night for all things radio or tomorrow night. Don't really know yet. Um, depends on what's going on. And I definitely will be around for sports lounge on Tuesday. And, and it's good to hear that the NFE is starting to get into the streaming business. ACB's had quite a uh, well monopoly on it for a couple of years, but I'm glad that the NFB is starting to make it. You know, as we age, more and more people are not able to go to these conventions and so forth. And we've, we're going to do our first uh, hybrid event um, a week from Saturday. And I've still got to call and register. I'm not going to go. Not that it's that far, but why do it? You know, it's got one over, hour over and one hour back to the Carroll Center. It's not really worth it. You can just hang up and get back to what you really want to be doing, you know, when, you, when you're streaming uh, like that or doing the virtual part of it. So um, I'm planning to register for that and do, uh, Kathy and I will do it uh, from here. So um, I think streaming is a really, really good thing, especially as, as blind, uh, blind population ages and our newly blinded people are older anyway. So uh, it's something that uh, they can... Daunting. It can be daunting to them to travel. And, what is going uh, on at the Carroll Center that you're going to be going, that you would are going to be doing online, Chris? We have a we have a fall conference every year, and so I don't know the agenda right now, but I know they'll have some speakers and and all that kind of stuff. It's not our business meeting. That's in the spring, and those have been um, all virtual so far. 
So this will be our first hybrid. So we'll probably run into the problems that ACB ran into in, in the spring and summer when you couldn't hear the applause like you guys were talking about. And, you know, people were not hearing the background uh, stuff in the hall. And, and that was too bad. But, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is these days. And uh, we lose a little, but we gain a lot because the, the streaming and all the community stuff that uh, ACB is doing. And, and so many people have either joined or have a real affinity for each other. And it's just the pandemic really was a godsend in a way. That's one of the good things, one of the few good things for the pandemic that came out of it, for at least for ACB and for I'm sure some other organizations. Businesses are finding that they don't have to travel as much to, you know, send people all over the world for meetings. They can, you know, people are a lot more comfortable with Zoom. People are able to work at home more now. And uh, just a lot, some good did come out of the pandemic as, as much of a pain in the neck as it was. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope you, can, hope you can be on All Things Radio tomorrow night, Bill, uh, huh? Chris, because we're going to do a special thing that I talked about last week. So, Okay. Well, I will give it a try. It depends on what's going on, and uh, I don't know until I get there, but I'm flying out around 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Should be should be good. And, and Jeff, we can't complain. We Look at how warm the weekend was last weekend around here. So, oh, you know, man. You know, I, was, I thought it was summertime almost. Well, not really I know, summer. I 76 but... or whatever. It yeah. great. So can't complain. And, you know, we're already – my theory about weather is – between Veterans Day and Patriots Day, which is the third Monday in, in April. If we get a nice day, fine. If not, it's just winter. It's okay. It'll get over. And, you know, we don't get much snow anymore, uh, luckily, uh, generally. Of course, we're probably going to get killed now that I said that. But um, So um, that's that's fine. You know, it, it, it can let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Well, there you go, Chris. I was going to say that blind show would be great for you, but you guys are big Verizon fans. Yeah, we're so Verizon. We, would not. we got an Orbic, and we're still learning how to use it. It's a, it's a flip phone, an Orbic, O-R-B-I-C, and that's what Verizon has. And Kathy and I both need to learn more about it. I'm thinking Linda, Miss Technology that she is, we might be able to figure some stuff out. She may either find stuff on the web or or know somebody who, who has one, or, you know, Linda, Linda is one of my go-to. I have a few people, so I don't drive them crazy. I have, I have a friend of ours, Steve, up here. But Linda is one of the people that you can ask her, and she's a, that Linda, she's a plugger. She will keep going, and uh, you guys, Chris and Dave, know she will work on something until she figures it out, and she helps a lot of people with stuff, as you guys do, and, you know, and you guys help each other, and a really good community down there with that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to going down, and we maybe figure some stuff out with that phone. Well, that'll be good. That'll be good. All right, Chris, thank you. All right. All right, who's next, Jeff? Oh, next on our list is Gail. Is Gail out in Minnesota, so can you unmute yourself, please, Gail? And then Julie McCullough will be next after Gail. Go ahead, Gail, unmute yourself, please. Hopefully I'm unmuted. You are. Go ahead. Uh, I took Beth out to... I don't remember the name of the restaurant right offhand, but I took her out for a belated birthday. It was supposed to be in October. Her birthday is in October, but things happened and stuff like that. And the nice thing was we did dial a ride, and because of voting, they decided to let us let people go free on dial a ride for the day. And how I much is your how much is your dial a ride when when you normally? I don't take it much because. I don't take it much because Wendy takes me to the doctor and stuff like that, but I don't, Beth would probably know more than I do about that part of it. But um, I thought it was someone, the first driver we had said, well, it's because the computer isn't working. The next driver we had when we came back said, no, they were, uh, you know, because of the voting, they were going to just let everyone uh, ride free for the day. 
it was a nice surprise because I was ready to pay for the ride, of course. <laughs> and I took Beth out for lunch and then uh, everything went well as far as that was for her birthday. And also I sent her a Braille birthday card, which finally came after I don't remember how many days she finally got it. And the Braille is nice enough, but it's kind of smashed in a way because I had a little trouble reading it. But uh, at least she got the card and everything's okay. Very, very good, Gail. Well, it's good to hear you on here this morning. Well, it's good to, it, I, well, I did not realize, Bill, though, that you weren't doing a show, so I sent the request in. But if you want to save those for I next did. week. I did. I sent you a letter back saying I've saved them. I had to go to the good, bank. thank you. I had to go to the bank, and it's the only time we could get an appointment, so. No and, problem. I'll just wait for next week, then. No problem. We got them for you. Thank you much. All right, Gail. Thank you so much. All right, you have a good one too, Gail. Who's next, Jeff? Next on the list is uh, iPhone Uh, Julie McCullough, and then uh, after Julie will be Bill. Yes, yes. Um, A friend told me that Aldi's has some kind of a special this month for 2019 prices, and she didn't know a lot about it, so we looked up all. I looked up Aldi's. And I found the website kind of difficult to get around. And so Ralph tried it, and he found it difficult to get around. And this guy in our building who's a real computer geek found it really um, difficult to get around. So do you folks actually use the Aldi website, or do you just use your uh, your, uh, Instacart to to deal with Aldi? I use Instacart. Instacart. Yeah, me too. Instacart. I use Instacart. I I did download the Aldi's app for the iPhone, and it... I could navigate it, but it's clunky. It's, the user interface is not very good. Um, so your the Instacart interface is much easier to, to navigate. And we had a Let's Go Shopping event this weekend. And um, the AT guys, they it, it's he said that they can make the blind shell work with AT&T, and you can make it work with some of the prepaid phone companies. Also, we've heard that uh, not on Let's Go Shopping, but someone has said that the company that makes the shell phone is also now making a Braille embosser. Well, I haven't heard that one yet, but that would be, you know, a good idea. They've, they've, they hit it out of the park with the uh, Android. They, I mean, with with the concept of the blind shell, you know, make it easy, make it affordable, and they use a... What is it, an Android-type phone? It's all Android under the hood. So, you know, it. Um, they, they've made a success out of it, right? Yeah, and I really don't know why, if you go get your own SIM card and plug it in on a GSM network, which would either be AT&T or T-Mobile or any of those companies that resell that, like Mint Mobile or whatever, I don't know any technical reason it wouldn't work. You know, I don't want to tell people to do that because there may be something I'm not aware of. Uh, certainly, Verizon's a different network, so I think we could safely say that's n- not going to work. But uh. now, the guy AT guy said that he uses uh, use some kind of prepaid co- thing called Telo, and that he can get it to work with that. Yeah, you can with prepaid cards, but see, a lot of people don't want to mess with those. They want to get their phone bill once a month. They don't want to have to yeah. worry about topping up their minutes and doing this and that and the other. Right. 
right. you know, for sure. though it may be cheaper. Yeah. Uh, I think Verizon yeah. has one, too. They have one of those things like Mint Mobile where you pay in advance and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I sent that. I don't know if I sent that to you the other day. It compared the two, Mint Mobile and the one from Verizon. Then I think the one from Verizon is truly untethered as far as, you know, you really do get the hotspot and all that stuff. And Well, they limit the speed on it, but I think they limit it to 5 meg, which should be enough to do whatever you need. Um, yeah. T-Mobile so, has their senior plan. And I think the others have it too, or similar. But um, I think it's seventy dollars a month for two lines, unlimited data, and it's it's pretty decent. I think it's well worth it if you. Well, my wife and I have have it and have had real good success with that, as far as not having any problems with with uh, oh. When I had AT&T, we got quite a few extra charges and things like that on our bill. And I I don't know. You know, I guess that can happen with any company. But Don't, don't ever be late with an AT&T payment. Now, I'm not an AT&T, but I had a yeah. friend of mine who said, if, you, if, they, if you're late a couple of days, they won't, they won't even give you a warning. They'll just cut you off. No, I don't know that. But I don't know that either because I don't have AT&T. Actually, that's not... Well, let, let me just say, I have not found that to be true. Be, I mean, I was, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but a few years ago I was late once, and I really didn't have any real problem. Now, if you make a habit of it, you might. Yeah, that might be a difference between prepaid and actual, because if you're a regular customer, if you're yeah, what they deem a good customer, they're not going to do that to you. Speaking right. of AT&T, I uh, read in the news today that, they are discontinuing all operator and directory assistance service as of January this next year. Oh, I thought they already had. I didn't. I didn't know any, any phone company would would do that. But I mean, if, so you can't. Dial, you won't be able to use zero for operator or four one one for directory assistance. At that right. Point. If you have AT and T. There's one other thing that was going around the list about the. Um, Shell Classic 2, but I don't think it's anything to be concerned about for years and years and years. You know, they're not 5G. They're that, they're the 4G. In other words, as long as 4G is still being used, like, you know, they got rid of 3G here sometime last year or this year. Um, as long as 4G is still working and the way they're going, they're rolling out 5G, I think it will be years. But just know that that, that they're, the Classic 2 is not a 5G phone. Well, that yeah, there's too many 4G-only phones. That I agree with you. It'd be a few years. I think it'll be a few years. By they then. couldn't support all the phones if they discontinued 4G. Right. Mike, so. I, I got to ask you a question. On my iPhone uh, 14 Pro, it, it, when I'm in 5G, it'll say it'll say 5G wideband, and it also says 5G. I get both of them on the display. I'm not quite sure what well, they do. Wideband is a very unique, te- very short-range technology that usually only covers about a, maybe a square block. So that's probably when you're downtown or a high-traffic area. 
and that's why they have they have the other one backing it up because it'll have two 5G on the display. It'll say two, it'll have two of them, not just one. So that's unusual. Well, that 5G wide is like I said, that's a very limited. You're going to find that where they have to service a lot of people in a small space. So like if you go to a football game or you know, uh, like I said, downtown, just a high traffic area, you're going to have that wide to cover a lot of people. Otherwise, you're going to get good speeds on it, but it's very short range. You walk a block or so, and it's not even going to be there anymore. Okay, well, thanks for informing me on that. Because yeah. I, like, like I said, I can't get 5G in my apartment. It's 4G LT, no matter what I do in my apartment. If I go out in front of the building, that's what I can get 5G when I'm outside. So um, that's, a, that's pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, you... I don't think that 4G is going to be a real, real problem for some years to come. And 4G doesn't do all that bad. Some people say they really can't tell the difference between 5G and and 4G. Well, uh, yeah, there's not sometimes a big speed difference, but I do know a lot of the companies now, if you want to tether your phone, use it for a hot spot. Yeah. Some of them, you have to be on 5G to do that. So Yeah. I know AT&T, I don't know how good they've done with their rollout. Chris and Dave have it in Altoona, but is it more like 4G or is it actual? Um, there's, they say, I mean, the phone says at, in places that there's 5G. I believe here at the house we have 4 Yeah. Now, in my building, Bill, there's I used to be area, there are areas in my building where there is no phone service, no cell service, and it used to be that you could get three G or two G, but they've taken they've discontinued all that. So when I see zero cell service, that means there really is no three G in my area anymore. Right. So there there really isn't. So that, but that's for years offering. Like Charles said, by then they'll probably went to a new model and. Well, they'll yeah. have to like to when he mentioned putting doing a better camera, right? You know, it's amazing what that phone does when you look at because you can actually see what what model of phone they use, and it's it's only like one or two gig of RAM. It's a very you know economical phone, so hopefully they at some point will do a better camera, a little more memory, a little more storage capability. Um, right, it's amazing what they got it to do, and what it actually offers. By the way, I was playing with the camera on my iPhone 14 Pro to with uh, to do photographs, and it really is so much better than the older phones. It, it's quick. It tells you your face is to the left, your center. It move the phone this way. Move, and it really is really good in helping you position yourself when you want to take a photograph of yourself with that with that phone. It really, I was just so surprised at how well that worked. And let me give you a shout out to Ira. I was on the other day. I had some tax papers for the thing that had to be done. And so I got on my desktop on my computer at the dining room table, and I tried to do the prep things to get Ira ready. I had my uh, whatever that thing is, team viewer. I had that ready. I called in Ira from my desktop. Agent came on. I was able to hold my things up in front. They could make copies. They could... Read and she said it was real clear, and they were able to copy file and do things and able to help me sign documents right there, um, right there while I was on the phone, those tax forms. So that made it kind of nice. 
and I have to give the shout out to them because that really worked well. The only thing that bugs me with Ira, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to complain, but I called at 1057, not realizing that they were going to change shifts. So I just got started and they had to change shifts. To me, when we were at work, if we were on a call at 430, we had to finish that call no matter what. Exactly. They shouldn't even take a call at 1057 if they're leaving at 11. That's just right. I had that same problem start. when I worked on the help desk, and I worked from 8 until 4. If, if I was on a call and a computer needed repair and I had to take all the information, they didn't care if it was 4 o'clock and, and you're still taking that information down. You, you didn't just hang up on that call. You finished <laughs> that call. I think they should just tell you because a lot of calls, I mean, we make a lot of calls that are like a minute or less. But I think what they should do is tell you when they answer and say, like, this is Tiffany. How can I help you? Um, I only have three minutes, so if you think it'll take longer than that, let me pass you to somebody else. But they make you hang up and call back I in. Know. And I that know. is not that is but, not a good thing. But it would be thing. better to know up front. Right. Well, you just shouldn't take the call. That's not different right. these Uber Lyft drivers or you know, cab drivers sometimes would take the ride and then realize they couldn't fulfill it. It was too much time. Maybe you need to go farther than than they planned on and i'm not sure if the uh people taking the calls have a choice in that matter though they well, should not answer it or sign out if they know they got two minutes left right they may not have a choice then that's where you have to communicate to ira and say that you need you need to but change then they this need policy. to stay on and do the job right you, and finish it take that call you finish that call or you just don't take it do you think maybe the problem with Ira, and I, I, I may get some people upset with me when I say this, but they do have the 30-minute, they do have a, a plan, or I, I think it's, I forgot how many minutes, so you can tell me, because I, I pay for Ira, but isn't there a, a way you can use Ira for, for so many minutes, and then it, then then, it, then you're off, if, and it's free, or you don't have to pay for it, but it, it seems to me that maybe they should cut down on that, because it takes a longer and longer to get an agent, especially when there's a lot of people trying to use it. Well... I think it's an IRA philosophy that they want to provide free IRA for everybody at least five minutes a day. But unfortunately, unless they can get their software or whatever, maybe they do have it working. But to, you know, priority should be given to the people who actually pay for the service. Yeah. And that's the way it works. I mean, you know, that's... You know, we're not a, they're not a government agency where, you know, you can decide. But anyway, it's a wonderful thing when it works. It's, you know, I give them a shout out 100%. But that, not so good. Well, and that's happened to me two or three times. And they said, and I had one call and she said, well, I'll make notes and all you have to do is call back in and somebody will help you. Well, that didn't work because nobody would answer me for the next 15 minutes or more, so I finally figured it out myself by the time I messed around. Yeah, so you can have that happen. Do we have any more callers? Yes, yes we do. Can Ms. we get Beth? Because I accidentally put her hand down. Okay. I'm here. Go ahead, Beth. No, well, right. I, I was going to let you know it was so awesome when Gail was talking with me, or talking with all of you about when she took me out for my birthday dinner it was a lot of fun it was a super buffet that we went to a good place and not not just chinese food there but there's all kinds of american 
food as well. I, and I just, I really love it. And we had such a great time. And the birthday card she gave me even said on, on, in Braille what the picture was on. It was some balloons. So I got a kick out of that, too. Didn't say how many balloons, but that's okay. It was still wonderful to have that card. And it was easily easy enough for me to read the Braille. So that was really sweet. But I also, yesterday when I went to vote, I was hoping to use our accessible voting machine. And unfortunately, I found out it wasn't working. And I was told the day before by the election manager that it should be working. And I I don't want to be told that it should be working. I want to be told that it is. And unfortunately, it turns out I don't think he checked into it. So I'm really trying my best to do things. And this has happened with three elections in a row that I didn't get to use the accessible voting machine because there was one time they they didn't have any ink in there for the, the printer. They should have put a new cartridge in there. And, and there was one other time that it just wasn't working at all. So I don't know for sure what to think. My sister had to help me with my voting and she wrote down every single thing that I said she she said she wouldn't have it any other way that she couldn't sleep at night if she did it any other way. Well, now, the bad thing the, is you. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but I was going to say Minnesota on a state level should have an entity that you can report to. I know Indiana does, or even I know the NFB does. And I think the AACB may also have some kind of form that you can submit your experience. So I asked, I did yeah. that. I did the survey on the NFB. Good. That was good. Oh my! Yeah, I was going to suggest that. Okay. Oh my goodness, it was it was terrific, and I was you know there were. Part of it where they did give me instructions on the voting machine, you know, on the accessible one, that I, I was able to tell them. But yet at the same time, I did have to say that it, it just wasn't working because they had everything plugged in in the, the USB ports the wrong way. I don't know for sure what to do from now on. They, they've got someone has got to do something. Well, it's got to be more of a priority with them, I believe that they have to make it more of a priority. And I know walking into Florida a couple of years, they said, well, you know, his kind doesn't come in very often. And then they started from there and it all went downhill yeah. from that point. His kind. And, <laughs> That's you know, and so it went downhill from there. And then, of course, the machine didn't work. And a lot of them want you to yell it. You're talking about making to feel low or in, you know, not significant. Yell across the room what your vote is. There's nothing private about that. That's yeah, sure. really. And we lobbied to get those accessible voting machines. I remember going to the Washington seminar back in 03. <laughs> That's something I never want to forget. Well, they don't want to make it a priority, and, you know, it's not significant. Maybe there's not enough people taking advantage of it, or the people truly just don't care. Yeah, but it's situations like Beth that make it that people stop taking advantage of it because they have too much trouble. I didn't realize uh, how many people didn't know about election judges, Tim, there was certain ones, there was something one time where uh, someone was telling me and a few other people the other night 
that when they were voting, this person actually, there was someone else with their, with that lady. And unfortunately, the guy was turning the wheel and voting, having her vote for who he wanted to vote for. And I said, that's where you need an election judge. And just let someone, let them know, I need an election judge over here, please. And they said they didn't know what an election judge was. And I hope I explained it right when I said, Anyone that is working at the polling places, helping people register, helping people getting the voting machines set up and all that, but they are considered election judges. It seems to me when I was voting in the old days with the machine with the levers and stuff like that, they, they had two people in the booth with me, one from the Democratic Party and one from the Republican Party. So keep yes. it all honest. Yeah. And it got awful crowded in those little booths. <laughs> yes, it, it, it certainly did. We, we had, we had, but you know what, Tim? I got to vote. So, I mean. I know. Me too. There was one in the fall of of '02 that was there was when several of us from the school where it was going to they we ended up going and voting and then there was two people in the booth with this one lady and then afterwards one of the people that would helped her said well she didn't vote for such and such and I'm thinking. Now I know exactly why we are lobbying those accessible voting machines. Yeah, it, it is. It's an educational thing that that we're just going to have to do. But they know what judges are. They just they don't think, you know. And so then they try to take advantage of that particular situation. They know what an election judge is. But I even had to say something one time. There was someone when I was voting in the presidential election back in 2012, someone came in. There was a lady that came in put her purse right in my face. And I said, could you move, please? And she said something in her language. And I, I said, I need an election judge over here, please. And that was the tone I used. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. I could have done all kinds of things. But I, that's all I did. Just say, I need an election judge over here, please. And someone came over and escorted her out of there. Yeah. Well, it's a good point you made, Beth, and we we really appreciate it. And just keep on plugging away and shame on the people at the polling place telling you they didn't know what a judge was. No, no, it wasn't the polling place that oh. told me. It was people on a phone conference that, that they didn't realize that the election, that, that those people were all election judges. Well, I had place. to get an election judge in Florida because... The guy told me who I was going to vote for. And, you know, so we had to get that stopped. So there is voter intimidation. It can happen anywhere, any place, anytime. I think maybe they ought to go to some type of secure system by phone for people who can't. About makes about as much sense as the rest of it. They don't do much better. And thank you. Do we have any other? Thank you, Beth. Yeah, we, we, we have calls? two more hands. Are you? Okay. We have Bill in uh, in Chicago and Joe Sorensen in Albuquerque. Okay. So let's go with Bill first, and then we'll take Joe's call. Bill, go ahead. Unmute yourself, Bill. Oh, my God. Bill's so quiet. Yeah, there we are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, something happened. I don't know what happened with my phone. I pressed it and everything go on mute. Uh, real quick, weather here is cool today. It will be 75 tomorrow. And we're supposed to be no higher than the 30s on Friday or on uh, Friday, Saturday. Might possibly get snow Saturday. And as far as um, 
problem with people, the election thing, I had no trouble with it. And getting a, my got my shot last week, and I do it through Northwestern where I do my doctoring. And they didn't do it actually at the main place downtown, but they said just go into any immediate Northwestern immediate care place. And I looked them up, and there was one oh, in Orland Park. It's about maybe eight miles away. So I went over there, and they said just be there between 11 and 2, and I walked in at a quarter 11, and I was gone by 11.30. I didn't have to do no reservation or nothing, just walk in and show who I was and and uh, give my name, and that was it. And I know Chris mentioned about getting his um, travel thing on his state ID or on his ID. I had no trouble. I just walked in and got mine here in Illinois. I didn't even make a reservation. I just walked in one day and said, can I get my state ID changed to a permanent transportation thing for the international? He said, "Sure." I had no hmm. trouble with it. So I don't. Sometimes I don't. I don't. Maybe I just live in a better state, but I don't have all that trouble. I've no, you really can't do that in New York State. You've got to go. You got to go through the whole process with the birth certificate and all these different forms. Well, I had of- all that with me. I had that with me, but I mean, I knew I had. I mean, I knew I had to take that with me, but I, mean, I had no trouble getting in. I didn't have to worry about making an appointment and all that stuff. I just knew one day I was going to go do it, and I got my birth certificate, my old ID, and whatever else I need, a, a phone bill with my address on it, so you know, I actually lived there. For, you know, they took a bunch of ID with me, and I just walked in. Yeah, we didn't, in and we didn't have any trouble to, here either. Yeah, yeah, in New York State, you gotta, you, you got to make an appointment in New York State to go to the DMV to do oh, it. Oh, no, you don't, have, you don't have to here, no. And, and the same way with my booster shot, I had to make no reservation. I mean, I just... They just, I called, well, of course I called Northwestern first if they're doing it, because I got to appoint my doctor next week and I'll do my flu shot then. They said, no, we're not doing it here, but go to any immediate care, Northwestern immediate care. And I said, where are they? And she said, well, there's a big long list of them. They got, they got one practically in every suburb and little area in, in the city, their immediate care. And said, just all you do is just check their time. And the one I went to said, we do it between those shots between 11 and 3. And I said, okay. So I got there about quarter 11 and walked in and got the shot by 11.05 and set 15 minutes and I was gone by 11.30. One thing I didn't like about getting it by ID in Indiana is the last, the last several years they send them to you in the mail. So they give you a, temp- a piece of paper that has a, a picture of it that's supposed to be temporary that you could use if you had to. Until you get it in the mail. Yeah, I had to wait till mine got mailed to me, right? They didn't, they didn't give it to you right there. Yeah, we're in Florida. Yeah, I got it money. directly that same day. Of course, it costs oh, more, did. too. Okay, well, I, I, got it. I, got, I had to get it mailed to me, but I mean, it was, I didn't have to worry about making no reservation to go in or anything like that. I didn't either. It cost me 35 bucks though, to get it done. Did it cost you any money? Uh, it cost me 20 bucks here. Oh. And it, it's a permanent. It's a permanent lifetime ID too. In other words, in my age, they gave me. It's called a permanent lifetime ID. I don't have to change it anymore. It's good until it's good until I drop over. And it's good <laughs> in every state. It's because it's it's federally oriented. Right, it's right, a real right. ID. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, right, it's good. It's good. So, do all the real IDs are they all permanent or do they expire like the other ones? No, I they expire. Know. They expire, but it depends on your age too. I think. Because I know here in Illinois, I think it was, uh, I went and got an, a new ID several years ago, 
because I, I lost the one I had. And, well, I got mutilated, actually. But um, I went in, and I was 65, and they gave me a permanent ID then. So when I went back to get this, the other one with this permanent, uh, the star on it is still a permanent ID. All right. All right, Bill. Thank you so much, buddy. All right, who's next, We've Jeff? We've got two more people, Joe Sorensen and then Connie. Uh, and then Connie. So, Joe, okay. can you unmute yourself, please? Okay, now we're unmuted. Okay. Thank you very much. Anyway, it is Wednesday morning, 44 degrees, nice, clear skies. Oh, the sun is shining through here. Great. Up to 67 today, down to 36, a night colder. And I, I left this on the All Things Radio comment line, but announcer... Ken Alexander, who was 93, passed away on November 2nd. He was co-host with Steve Darnell. Those were the days on WDCB. He also worked at WAIT in Chicago, also WNIB. And they did a four-hour tribute to Ken Alexander. And there are also some spots that he has done. So anytime, Jeff, if you want to check that out and do, if you want to do a little feature of Ken Alexander, the interesting thing is the spots are all there. So, wow, it's, it's, it, you actually don't have to go searching around and around the Internet. But anyway, thank you so much. And here's Ellen. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. And uh, not only that, but if you want more bio information, you can actually go to NostalgiaDigest.com and uh, you can get his bio, you know, uh, and all that whole resume is so impressive. So anyway, that's um, with that. Now, we did the early voting and I used the machine and it worked out beautiful. I had, there was only one guy just making sure that everything was working properly, but he's an election judge, so... That's not a big deal there. And then but, um, it was a long ballot, but we got, you know, we got through it. And it was basically hey. flawless. So LB, long ballot. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, but, uh, and then, well, now today I'm just, I got a hair appointment later on today, but um, just getting that taken care of. And so that's pretty much what's going on around here. We're expecting some cooler weather this weekend. So, And then, oh, real quick, uh, on huh. Composer's Datebook, which I have, uh, Rodrigo, the famous blind composer, Qatar Concerto, was, was actually purchased. Uh, so you, you can go down to npr.org and go down to Composer's Datebook. And it, it, it is a real cool little two-minute bio, which is great. So I, I think that's all we have. we got to make room for others. That's okay. Anyway, participating today on the Coffee Club. Yep. Thank you very much, Joe and Ellen. Okay. Now we'll, finally, uh, we, we have Connie out in, uh, I guess, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Can, uh, can you unmute yourself, please, Connie? Um, <clears throat> hi. I just wanted to know how how you guys go about voting intelligently i mean the and the reason i say it that way is um the last election or an, anyway a previous election um 
I was saying I want to say no on this person and no on this person. Oh well, they're out of our they're out of our district. They're in another district, so that we don't concern ourselves about them. How do you know? I mean, I found out about the proposals last night after it was too late to vote and the people that were in our district by watching the local news. How do you find out about the people that you are supposed to vote for in your area as well as the proposals? Well, I would say, number one, use if you have access to like Newsline and you can get a local paper and read about your particular area. You may have to dig a little bit um, to do it that way to get as much information as you can. Usually politicians will send you mail and you'll get all of that information. You'll get it that way. Um, but I would suggest the newspaper route, the radio route, and also the TV. If you turn on the TV, you're going to get enough political ads to last you for days and days and days and days and days. Well, but, that's true. I, you know, and that's that's what I, I that's what I based my voting on uh, um, the local news. But like I said, when I. When I said, I don't want to vote for this person, they said, it's out there out of our area anyway, so. Well, you know. If you use the accessible machine, they said it. When you you put your ballot in, it sets it for your district, so you don't end up going through all those people that don't have anything to do with your area. And if you don't know your district number, call your county election office and find out your numbers, because that's important. And it's important that that you have an accessible ballot, that they're using the correct machine with all the correct names. Then you wouldn't run into that. You would know it yourself. Yep. Oh, okay. But, you know, happy researching. Um, You know, Google is is your friend. Um, You know, you can type in lots of different combinations of things and saying, you know, if this person's in your district, um, you know, like I said, use that news line, the newspapers, the TV, well, the radio. Well, maybe if not. If you're online, I would go to vote.org. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. Could you get yep, that's very in your good. district? It tells you who your candidates are. It gives you a lot of information that you can use to, your referendums. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a really good resource. And just remember, vote early and vote often. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's, 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 well, that, that's, for that's in Bill's state. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's in Bill's state. Vote early, vote often, and more of his governors are in prison than any other governors. So Right. Another thing, another thing I'm going to cut in real quick. Connie, no, no, a lot of no. Stuff is, the stuff you see on TV, that covers the whole state. You, right. If you, go into your, if you go into your county website like I did... You go into your county clerk. Okay. Chris, um, go ahead and introduce your feature. We've got only 30 minutes left to to do your feature. Okay, Chris, did you hear me there? Chris, are you there? Oh. Uh, is the computer working here now? Let me check us. 
Okay, I okay. hear you now. Go ahead yeah, and introduce some, your factor. I'm sorry, got, but we, we got only muted. got 30 minutes. Um, this is a cordless Sunjo leaf blower, vacuum, and mulcher. Dave, do you want to say anything about it quick? Well, it's easy to use. It's cordless, and it's a 40-volt rechargeable blower, and vacuum, I've, and mulcher. I've even used it. Right. So here we go. We only had 31 minutes. So if we have questions, save them for next week or email them to me at bill at billsparks.org. And I'll make sure Chris and Dave get them. Good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. We are back. And as you heard, we're pro- you probably heard we're outside. There was a crow that went by. Yeah. So you may hear all kinds of stuff. Today, we're going to be talking about the Sunjo Vacuum Blower Mulcher. It is a cordless machine. And uh, you folks know me that I'm I'm a cordless freak when it comes to cordless tools. I think they uh, they have really came a long way with cordless tools, and and they've really done a good job on on this uh, uh, leaf blower, mulcher, mulcher, and vacuum. And uh, first thing I'm going to do is let Chris give you some information about this product. This can be purchased from Amazon, or it can be purchased from... The company is actually called Snowjo, but it's a Sunjo product. Sunjo is a division of Snowjo. Snowjo's number, in case you want to ask a question, is 866 766 9563 that's 8667669563 the model number for this particular device is 24v as in victor x as in x-ray 2b as in bravo v as in victor m 143. That's 24V-X2-BVM143. Amazon's current price is $189.98 and uh, Sunjo's price is $249. This comes with, it's called a kit. It is a leaf blower vacuum mulch kit it comes with the tool which that's what they call the whole unit the tool two batteries and a charger right and i should note this is a 48 volt blower vacuum mulcher because of both batteries right it's listed in the model as 24v but there's two of them yeah 24 times two so anyway that's um the information about this product this thing is if if you were to, if you have it all as- assembled and you stand it up it's about four feet high if you know if you if you have the 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 uh, the tube sitting flat on the ground and you have it standing straight up and it's 12 pounds and it weighs 12 pounds 
<clears throat> part of that is the two batteries. <laughs> They're heavy. So anyway, uh, when you take the unit out of the box, you're going to find a few things in the box. Number one is the blower, uh, you know, the unit itself. And then there's also um, three boxes. Two of those boxes are the two batteries. And the third box is the dual charger. So when you want to charge these batteries, you have to take the batteries off of the unit and put them on on the charger, like you would in most of this stuff. And the charger has two slots where you slide the batteries onto the charger to charge them. And they don't want you to leave the batteries on, so you let them charge for about two hours and take them off the charger and put them back on the blower. That way uh, you don't overcharge the batteries. They're saying it could damp damage the batteries, but because of the way they have this wired for, with the two batteries, you got to have... Uh, I think they're hooked in a series circuit, so you, you've got to... You don't want to, definitely don't want to overcharge those batteries. So, anyway. There's one more thing in the box. Go ahead. Oh. It's really, really important. It's a retaining screw. Yeah. One thing that we found out when I had it all assembled and everything went together fine, but it also called for a retaining screw. Well. We searched high and low. Yeah, we could not find that. I called the company. They said, oh, well, we don't have any parts, but just send it back and we'll send you another one. And I'm like, I don't think so. Not for just a retaining screw. Not for just a screw. I'm not going to pack that thing up and ship it back just for that. We'll find a screw. I, said, I started laughing. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So I found a, a screw and temporarily that, that fit. And I put it in after I, uh, and I'll get to where it goes in, in shortly here. Um, and I put it in, and, and that solved the problem. Well, as it turned out, I was I have these cordless scissors, and I have this. I, I, think I don't know. Demo it's my favorite toy. We did a demo on them, I think. And uh, I was cutting up the cardboard box that this unit came in. And I got to the so one side of the box, and I was getting ready to cut it up, and I felt this little plastic bag, and right there was the retainer screw. It's a little, it's a long, skinny screw, but it was taped to the, the taped to the side of the inside box. of the box. So anyway, now we know where the retainer. So you may, if it's if it's not in the unit, which it probably won't be, if you're going to find it taped to the inside of the uh, one side of the box on the inside. All right. So we have the unit out of the box. I've used it already, and it, and it comes in two pieces plus the the batteries and the charger. So the first thing you do when you take it out of the out of the box is take those two boxes that have your two batteries and you're going to and the box that has your charger and you're going to charge the batteries for about 2 hours. We just set a timer. We just set a timer for 2 hours and when it said 2 hours we took the batteries off and put them on the snow blower, on the on the leaf blower. All right. So <clears throat> 
The first thing you've got to do then, once you have the batteries out and you have them on the on the leaf blower, is you have to put the, there's an extra piece in there which is a long tube, and that tube is probably two and a half. Uh, a, little, a little more than two and a half feet long. Now I say it's a tube, but it's 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 not really um, it's not round. It's, it's sort of oval. It's oval, and it it it's long. On one end is a great big opening on this tube. The other end is is uh, an oval opening on that, and then on the blower itself, on the machine itself, there's a bigger opening where this tube slides into. So what you have to do is in the, in the, on the end of the tube uh, that goes away from the blower, the, the one that's going to pick up all your stuff, uh, underneath it there are two wheels so that when you use this you don't have to hold it up you, you just you take a hold of the handle and as you sort of roll it forward or backwards it's going to pick up whatever you're aiming at almost like running a sweeper yeah kind of like running a sweeper so what you do is you take this tube and you take the blower i have the blower in my right hand um i have it resting i'm sitting on a bench outside picnic table bench and I have the machines going across my knees, and I have the the machine itself, the blower, um, on my right knee, and the the rest of it is is aimed over towards my left knee. Business end. Oh. Yeah, the business end, <laughs> right? Chris, you might talk a little louder because you're a little farther away than I am. So anyway. Um, the first thing you do is you take this, this, the, the tube that has the wheels on one end, and you put that away from you or to your, well, I have the, uh, the blower to my right. And so I'm going to take the end of this tube with the wheels on it. I'm going to turn that so that the wheels are facing down towards the ground. And I'm going to take the tube, and I'm going to slide it, which I already did this. So you slide that into the opening on the machine itself. It, it's only going to go on one way. So you want to make sure that you have the, the, the blower with the handle up in the air, facing up. So you can... Um, you can take one hand and hold on to that, or you can just hold some, somewhere on the blower and take that tube and slide it into the opening on the blower, and it'll click into place. Then the next thing you got to do is we're going to get to that retaining screw that we were missing. So <clears throat> I have discovered <laughs> I had to find where the retaining screw goes. So if you come out to the end of the tube and come down to the, you'll see a, a smaller tube that runs from front to back. That's the one that has the wheels on it. And bring your hands clear into where it slides into the blower. And in between the two the the big tube and the small tube you'll see a hole there that does not have a screw in the box and put that screw in there and tighten it down 
and that just um, uh, tightens that tube up so because when you slide it in without the screws they're a little cool if you want to take if you want to take this thing off you would press in on each of the two of those clips and then pull the tube away from the blower and, and it's off so anyway um, mine is on and I'm not planning on taking it off <laughs> so <coughs> anyway that's uh, pretty much how that works so the next thing we want to do we want to make sure that the put the batteries on to the blower so I'm gonna slide I'm gonna I still have it on my knees <laughs> and I'm gonna slide it over so that the there's a big round thing on the blower that's where the motor and stuff is inside. That's resting on my on my kneecap. I hope that doesn't hurt my kneecap, because it probably will. And um, if you take these batteries, um, when you take them out of the box, on one end of the battery, there is, um, down at the bottom of the battery, sort of slants down, and down at the bottom of the battery, on each side of the battery, there's a button, a big button. And what you do is you you take the battery and you bring it over to the blower, and you will find at the end of the blower, going away from the tube now, the very end of the blower, you're gonna find you're going to feel two little tra two tracks well actually four tracks because you got two batteries but you take the battery and you'll find on the bottom of the battery it's got slots on each side of it and on the blower it's an opex together and the you know the the battery track and and it slides into the track on the blower push it in until it stops. I think it clicks. It, it'll click. You push it in until it clicks into place. When you want to take it off, you press the two buttons on the bottom of the battery, pull the battery off, and it'll come right out, and then you can put it on the charger. Do the same with the second battery, and then you're ready to go, except in the box there is a bag. It's a, like a heavy-duty I don't know what that's made out of. Some kind of, I don't know. I can't say it's cloth, but that's what it puts you in the mind of. <laughs> and and also, with the battery, there's, or I mean with the bag, there's a strap. And you want to, there's a, on the bag, on one, one, one side of the bag, there's a hook on the bag. And you want to hook the strap to that hook. The hook on the bag looks almost like a D-ring. Those yeah. of you who have dogs and harnesses know what that is. Yeah. So the idea of that is that you, you hook that onto the, the bag, and then you, I'm going to lay the uh, blower down. I turned it around so the handle is facing away from me, but it's the unit is laying on, still laying on my, on my, on my knee, and there's a big opening that's facing me, and that's where you'll see a great big opening in the bag, and you and you turn that around so that it lines up with the opening, and you snap it into place, 
and then if you need to take it off at the very end of uh, where you put the bag on you'll see a button you can press that and you can pull the bag off to empty it there's also a zipper there's a zipper on the bag that when it gets full you take it into a trash can which is what i do and open the zipper or or the garden whatever you want to do with that those things <laughs> unzip it and dump it now this is this is actually for the vacuuming we we really haven't covered the blower it works the same way except it blows so right. you don't need the bag but you need the bag on there though yeah but i mean it, you won't need to empty you it. won't need to empty it if you if you're using the blower so the idea now is to take um, the the bag that where you hook the uh, strap onto the bag, it's got a you know a a, a little bit of a oh a little little bit of a length of the bag of the uh, strap, and then it opens up. It's adjustable. It's adjustable, and you flip that over your right shoulder so that it lines up on your left shoulder. Or vice versa, if you want to, if you're left-handed. Yeah. Or whatever. So. Uh, what I did, I just pick it up, uh, slide it over my head and so that it's down on my left, which is going to let the bag to my right-hand side so that when I go to use it. Now, the other thing we should tell you is when it vacuums, it automatically mulches. Yeah, so it automatically grinds those leaves up into together, go together. It's almost like dust, a little bit thicker than that, but so all right now the only other well there's two other things you need to know oh be quiet um let's see you will find on the blower um if you've got the handle facing up which i'm going to do now so that i don't get mixed up and that's easy for me to do the, the, the big round thing, which is your motor, okay, and it goes the whole way around the uh, uh, outside of the machine. And down below, right down below the blower, there's a lever, okay? And the lever switches it from, if you turn it to the left, towards the, t towards the tube, in other, ways, in other words, um, that is vacuum. If you flip it to the right, that is blower. So if you flip it to the left, it's going to vacuum and mulch. If you flip it to the right, you can, I don't know if you could hear the click or not. It's to the right now. It's on blower. Flip it back to the left. This is where I'm going to be using it to vacuum and mulch. <clears throat> and also on the handle that's on here there's there's actually two handles there's a there's a, a big one that looks like um oh a handle like on anything else it's it, you know it's sort of long and you can put your hand in it but then going towards the tube there's a, a smaller handle well it's not too much smaller and it has down at the bottom of it it's got two buttons a button on each side of it where you can raise and lower it or bring it forwards or backwards so that you when you're using it you got two handles you can hold on to it's sort of like to put you in mind is sort of like the the way you would use a helper handle on a pan just makes it easier to control yeah and uh okay so 
we're going to go to the big handle, which is right above the batteries. You can't miss this handle because, I mean, it, it, it's a big handle. And right, if you bring your hands in from the right end of the blower in towards the, the, about the, the almost to the end of that handle, you're going to see a knob right there. And it's a knob like a radio. If you bump it, that turns it on. If you turn it more, if you keep spinning it. And it, uh, volume dials used to, you know, you'd click them off and on. Yeah, it, it's like a wheel and you just spin it. And that that oh, that uh, does its thing. It turns it on and increases and decreases the speed. And as far as the runtime, if you have it on vacuum and you're using it for on high power or high speed, you're only going to get about 20 minutes on a charge. If you use it uh, on low speed, it can be over two hours. So depending on how 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 fat how how much power you need to pick this stuff up, especially if you've got a big pile of leaves, you might want to run that at a little higher speed. So anyway, that's that's how it works. I have the unit right now. Um, I have it standing straight up on the ground right now. I have the uh, the bag is attached to the blower, and I'll make sure my bag is turned so that it's away from me to my right and I'm going to walk over here and we'll some in front of the garage I got some in front of the garage door so I'm going to use probably maybe medium speed yeah, it, so they can hear you it is pretty loud so we'll try that because it, it's loud, but because the blower is to the right, whatever's on the left side, it's a little easier to hear what you're doing. <laughs> I think I could even use this one. Yeah, it works really well. Let's see what we've got over here. Let's take a walk around here to the uh, my sidewalk over here. Out. We have one goes along the side of the garage. It's the only sidewalk we have in Greenwood. Goes from front to back. <laughs> you coming? I can. Okay, so now I'm at the sidewalk, and I know that there's someone there, so I'm going to... This just goes from our driveway in the back of the house around to the front deck. Right. It's our own sidewalk. So I'm going to fire it up. And you'll probably hear the leaves going to the blower when it finds them.
that quick, you know, I've picked up all the leaves off the, there's some on the ground uh, beside the sidewalk. I'm not going to mess with those because we have some mulch in there. And rocks. Some, you know, like, I don't know what they call this stuff. (laughs) And there's some stones in there, and I didn't want to pick those up. Plus, the wind is constantly blowing, so we're always going to have leaves right now. Now, all of that stuff went into the bag. I'll take the bag off my neck now. Lay this thing down. Now you can come over here, Chris. I want to see the bag. Okay. It doesn't have much in it, but you can feel them. So. I'm coming. Just had to get around it. Yeah, there's probably... Well, I don't know. The bag is about... What would you say? Maybe a quarter full? Yeah, something like that. They, they tell you to empty it frequently so as not to damage the unit. Right. So anyway, um, that's pretty much how it works. Uh, then, of course, when you're done, I didn't use it real long because I didn't have a whole lot to, click, uh, to clean up because I've, I've done this, uh, picked up leaves for about three or four times now since I got it. <clears throat> Had I used it for a long time, I would take my batteries off. Um, and here again, you you find the the end of the blower, not towards the tube, but the end the 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 opposite end of the blower, and find your batteries. And down underneath the batteries, find the two buttons, one, two for each battery. You squeeze the buttons together with your fingers, and pull the battery off. Take it over to your charger, plug the charger in the wall, and uh, put the battery on the charger. You do the same thing with the second battery empty your bag and I have a big trash can that I use and I have a trash bag in there and take the bag in there pull the open the zipper put I always just put the bag down into the trash can open the zipper and just sort of shake it and everything just it just falls right out into the trash bag and then of course close the zipper and uh, put the thing and put let the batteries charge when they're charged. Then you can you can put the thing away and for another uh, for another exciting <laughs> leaf blowing ceremony. Huh. So that's how the unit works, Chris. If you want to do the give the information one more time about this product, this is a Sunjo leaf blower vacuum and mulcher and remember i said sun joe is a division of snow joe so when you go to the website or they answer the phone they're going to probably say snow joe anyway should you the model number for this unit is two four v is in victor x is in x-ray well let me start that over two four v is in victor dash x is in x-ray two dash B is in Bravo, V is in Victor, M143. <clears throat> if you want to ask Snow Joe a question, their phone number is 866 766 9563. It is available on Amazon, currently priced at $189.98. 
Snow Joe's price, which is uh, pretty much an ongoing price, seems to be, is two forty nine, and that's the information. Okay, now the, now I didn't I didn't show you the blower, uh, but it works basically the same way. And that lever that I was talking about down below the you know the round thing where the where that round motor is. Uh, where that lever is, I have it flip, have it flip to the left now, so that it can vacuum. But if I want to use it just as a blower, like I might want to just blow things away and they blow off the stuff deck, blowing or around already. <laughs> yeah, well, you, we don't use the blower too much because it, well, it just comes back. Yeah. So we might blow off the deck or something if we're in a hurry and maybe we're having an event. Maybe we want to blow off the deck quick. Yeah, and the wind may take care of them later or something, hopefully. If not, get the vacuum, flip it over to vacuum and get out of the yard and vacuum it up. Anyway, that's how the unit works. If you have any questions about the product, you can always email Bill Sparks at bill at billsparks.org. That's bill at billsparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers, he'll get a hold of us, and we'll make sure you get the answers to the questions you have. Or if you're subscribed to the Coffee Club list, you can put your questions you can and send them in there. Or if you have any questions during this live broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646 646- Eight seven six nine nine two three. That's six four six eight seven six nine nine two three. Press pound as instructed. When you are asked for a meeting ID, enter two eight seven seven two three four six zero zero. That's two eight seven seven two three four six zero zero press pound again when you're asked for a user id press pound one more time and you will be in the room with us where you can ask your question or make your comment regarding this product and just a reminder the retainer screw may be taped to the inside along one of the sides down towards the bottom of the inside of the box. That's one reason we do demos, so you don't make the mistakes we make. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I didn't find, I wouldn't have found it either if I wouldn't have, if I no. wasn't paying attention when I was cutting the cardboard up. I even picked the box up and shook it. And right. Of course, it didn't rattle because it was taped. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next time for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo.